Well, that's even more amazing. I oh my god. We are going to turn this into a Street Fighter podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> so before this turns into a 12-hour Street Fighter podcast, but maybe I should segue into our next topic. Yeah. Content warnings for this episode include misgendering, anti-trans legislation, and mental health issues. Jennifer would like to acknowledge the Indigenous peoples and unceded lands that the producers, hosts, and guests live and have dwelt upon. Today, we honor the Mohawk, Algonquin, Anishinaabawaki. And the Karankawa, the Sana, and the Ishak tribes. We honor the elders, the human, plants, and animal ancestors of these lands and celebrate the living descendants of these peoples. May all beings tend to these lands for the goodness of the next seven generations and beyond. Miati folks, welcome to Genderful, a talk show interviewing gender diverse folks about their special interests. The name of our show celebrates that gender expansiveness is wonderful. Hi, I'm Gender Master, and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Atlas of Phoenix, and my pronouns are also they, them. The focus of our show is to interview trans, non-binary, agender, and gender diverse people regarding their special interests, passion projects, and resources for the gender diverse community. We want our audience to know that this show is hosted by two folks who also identify as non-binary, transmasculine, neurodivergent, and disabled with the passion for telling trans stories. We invite you to remember that we are whole people with robust lives, friendships, challenges, and successes. We love and are loved, and we are delighted to share these stories with you. As always, we kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of their identities, your identities can change over time and are valid every step of the way. And if you think you're gender diverse, you are gender diverse. There are no social or medical prerequisites to be included in the community. All right, so welcome to a genderful episode 93. I'm your host, Miranda, also known as Nasatech. This week, our guest, Maya Brave, they, them pronouns is chatting with us about cosplay and drag. Uh, oh so, gosh, hello. Hello. So I believe that you you met actually met uh, one of our producers, Juice, at an anime connection back in January. Uh, and yes. you were hosting a panel on gender identity in anime and cosplay. So how did that go? That actually went really well. Um, I was like very, I was very surprised at the turnout because, um, you know, at conventions, it's very hit or miss at what like panel turnouts are going to be. Because I've hosted panels where it's like um, 30 people, and then I've hosted panels where it's like two people. So it's very, um, it fluctuates greatly. And we were very happy with the crowd that we got, and um, so excited to have this opportunity. Um, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to Jennifer. Uh, so we'll get we'll get right into the interview. Uh, so what might be the things that you can trace back to your youth that indicated you might be gender diverse one day? Um, I kind of, like, for me, started with, like, <clears throat> realizing that, like, I wasn't straight, like, in a sexuality sense, um, because I was, I was always, like, my family was, like, he's different, you know, um, and I never really knew what that meant, and then reflecting, it was, like, oh, I get it now, um, things like, uh, like, shows I was interested in, toys I wanted to play with, and things like that was, like, Looking back, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no straight explanation for that. <laughs> like, I remember my favorite show growing up was um, The Winx Club. I don't know if you've heard of this show. It's, I have um, not. Oh, my God. 
I know too much about it. So the Wings Club is basically a show about um, these girls. They're all like magic fairies um, and they fight evil. Um, it used to air on the Four Kids channel, which is um, long gone. Uh, but I was like in love with that show. I I still know like the entirety of season one and like the entire awesome. plot and everything. Um, <laughs> and then like from there, it kind of like bled into like video game fascinations and how like I still to this day I really only played as like the girl characters. Mm. Um, and like I had to be like like even in like Smash Bros, which is like a Nintendo game. I was like, I'm gonna be Peach. No one else can be her. Like that's me, <laughs> you know. And so it kind of always like went back to like well that's just like you know me being gay like that's like that's just like how you know young gay kids like express mm. themselves and I was like no I think I'm a little I'm a little too in tune with like <laughs> like channeling like a more feminine energy mm-hmm. um and so like as I got older I was like I don't know like what I am you know like in high school I um I kind of went through like a I not an identity crisis, but, like, I went through, like, a self-discovery phase where I was, like, I don't know, like, what I'm comfortable with. I don't know, like, how I'm comfortable, like, presenting myself, you know, and it kind of, like, boiled over to, like, this big thing of, like, I don't know what I am anymore, um, and so a big, like, big dramatic thing, because that's all you can be in high school is dramatic, um, and so as an adult, like, I started finding myself more, um, you know, experimenting with fashion, experimenting with, like, how I present outside of, um, my own apartment, and, like, you know, outside of, um, just, like, outside in, like, the regular world, and not just, like, inherently queer spaces, Hmm. um, and so that's when I was, like, you know, I think, I think I've, I've got, like, a, I've got a map, and I'm going on the right direction, you know, um, because I still feel like I'm in, like, a self-discovery phase, and, like, still, like, figuring myself out like how I how I truly want to live my life you know mm-hmm. um I'm happy with where I'm at right now you know and I'm like content with that but you know I still feel like I'm like hmm, is this the way I want to live though <laughs> yeah and so that's kind of like the that's kind of been like the question for like the year it's like is this like is this who I am like you know um and it's always been like a mm, we'll figure out eventually <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and something that I'm fond of saying is like, you know, identity is not something you just take a gap year and you just figure out once and you're done forever. Like it's uh, it's a lifelong process. So No No, yeah, completely. It's um mm-hmm. I, you know, even it's why people like, you know, come out like later in life or even early in life, because you don't mm-hmm. really have your identity really figured out as a person until really towards the end, like once you're like older and it's like, ooh, I've like lived life and I figured it all out, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But no, I always, I don't know, I was always, like, attracted and, like, fascinated to, like, very, like, very, like, not stereotypically, like, boy things growing up. Like, I <laughs> I was, like, obsessed with, like, Nicki Minaj as, like, a musician, and, like, I oh. love her. And um, my dad and my brother, like, did not like her. <laughs> <laughs> they were like because she was a part of a rap group um called young money and they liked everybody else in there but i liked her because she's the mm. only girl and i was like i like her because she has pink hair and she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> and really like, looking back i was like oh that was not straight now i get that now <laughs> <laughs> um and so actually like what um the inspiration for the panel that i hosted the gender identity inclusivity and cosplay and anime 
it was really because like me and my friend we were like having conversations about like very queer things we did as a child and it's like Mm -hmm. wow we were not straight growing up (laughs) like who were we fooling like we we were very not very not straight Mm -hmm. um like um one of the main plot points on like that panel that i've hosted a few times with uh, my um cosplay friend was um our fascination with Yu-Gi-Oh because I I still I just love Yu-Gi-Oh I still play it um I don't watch the anime because it's got like really really like I don't know what's going on man it's very <laughs> out there no like it's just like a, Yu-Gi-Oh's never had like a good plot for an anime so it's always just been like it's there because it has a toy series yeah, it, <laughs> the they just want to sell the cards sense. yeah the story never made sense to really begin with so I don't watch it anymore but like the anime, like the one that I grew up with, I was like, wow, I was just really gay. Like there was one character, um, his name is Yugi. He's like the Pharaoh and like the Prince of Egypt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't really aged well in modern times, mm-hmm. but um, that's like his character. And I was like, oh, I thought he was pretty. And that's why I was obsessed with the show. Watching it as well, I was like, wow, this plot is really bad yeah no it's interesting because you know uh i've talked to a lot of different queer people and the different pathways that they take to you know figuring out their identities because you know some of us like learn at our early age it's like oh i'm not straight and then that kind of leads you to your gender uh your gender discovery but then those of us who like hey no i am straight um but then i got some go i got something else going on so like that's kind of like the journey that i took because you know uh, you know, I was a side male at birth, but I've always liked girls. So like, I'm just like, oh, wait, no, I also am one. <laughs> so then, so he's kind of like in a roundabout way. It's like, oh, I guess that means I'm gay too. All right. <laughs> it was like a yes and moment. You're like, yes, but also this. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, well this, this, therefore this, therefore this. <laughs> so uh, and that's that's a good segue to our next question. So, uh, you know, we all kind of have like different paths that we take through through our, our you know, our gender journeys. Um, how would you say your relationship to gender has evolved over time? Um, it's, it's evolved a lot. I mean, when I, I didn't like fully like realize that I was like gay until like middle school. Um, and then I like didn't come out until like high school. Um, but like gender identity wasn't something I really like pro- like thought about or like mm-hmm. really like realized that I was like, no, there's something more like going on, like I gotta dig deeper. Um, until like closer to the end of high school, like junior, senior year, and I was like, why do I feel like this? Like why why is it like like just why? Like what's going on, you know? Like I'd wake up, I'd hate what I put on for clothes, I just like I hate a lot and it's like like, I, I, growing up, I like, in the moment, I was like, I'm just like, I hate school, I'm over it, whatever, blah. Like, that's why, like, I'm just feeling these emotions, you know, like, I'm ready to get out of high school, I'm ready to go into college, you know, like, yada, 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 do the whole life thing. Then I was like, no, like, this is something else. Like, this isn't, like, the, you know, senioritis that everyone gets with their last tail in high school. I was like, this isn't that. Like, this is something else. Like, I'm not happy with what I'm wearing. Like, I'm not happy with, like, how I'm expressing myself, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm looking because most of my friends are girls. And so like I'm looking at like what my friends wear and like wishing I could do that, you know. And then um I found and that's when I like actually found drag and like found out what drag was. Um and I was like, oh this is like this is it. Like this is what I want to do. 
And then I was like, no, I still want to wear some things out and about. Mm. Um, and so I was like, why do I feel like this? Like, this is a lot. I um, I don't know. Like, I, I it took me a while to, like, really, like, figure out what was really going on, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, um, I didn't really know who to really talk to about because I didn't want to, like, uh, I don't know. I just, it was, you know, I didn't want to, like, talk to my friends and be like, I'm sad. Please help fix my problems because, like, that's not the right way to go about life. Right. And then, like, I would talk to my parents about it, but, you know, they had, like, just, um, you, you know, they, um, they're like, well, we really only know the gay things. We don't know anything about, like, trans people and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't either. We're in that same boat. We need to figure this out together. I went through adulthood. Um, that's when I was, like, really, like, figuring out, like, hmm, let's try wearing heels out this time. I was like, oh, I hate this. We're only wearing flats forever. <laughs> um, and then I was like, well, let's try wearing like this outfit that's not really like for boys, you know? Like, mm-hmm. let's let's like experiment a little, you know? Because um, it was nerve wracking, you know. I live in Texas, which is like a very like red state, um, which oh, is yeah. a very conservative <laughs> area. Uh, but I live in Houston, which is a very like progressive, like open city. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I, I was like, well, I need to run a few errands. Let's just, like, throw on some clothes. And let's look like, let's dress how I want to dress. I got to go grocery shopping. And <laughs> it was so awkward because I was in, like, a Hello Kitty skirt, wedges, a, um, a wig, and, like, light makeup. And I was like, no one's noticing. No one cares. This is easy. Yeah. I need to do this more often. And mm. that's when I was like, I should just do what I want because at the end of the day, no one really cares. Like, you get, like, the one or two stairs. It's like, what's going on over there? But never, mm-hmm. like, a lot. And so I was, like, walking around the grocery store, and I was like, wow, I chose the absolute most uncomfortable outfit to wear while grocery shopping. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why am I wearing heels in the H-E-D? This is, <laughs> this is not grocery shopping attire. <laughs> like, I ended up getting my grocery shopping trip short that day because I was like, I'm uncomfortable, not in, like, a mental state, but, like, in a physical sense. I need to go Right, get right. I need to find my like I need to find like my house shoes and like just relax. This is this is not the outfit for grocery shopping. Yeah, no, next time let's try yoga pants and sneakers. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I I was like, I'm gonna wear heels because I'm gonna be I wanna like express myself and I was like, I go, I know I'm gonna wear heels now. This is not it. Mm-hmm. And like now I keep like heels for, like a convention only thing is so, like I can't do this. Even at conventions, I pack a spare pair of shoes. Oh yeah, I I tap out after like three hours. I can't, but no, it led to me like you know, um, being more expressive and being like more experimental with like what I wear out and Mm -hmm. you know being more comfortable with like um, you know, not really conforming to like how I look to the rest of the world and how I like um address myself and like how things go and so that's kind of where I've like settled to be like um like a gender fluid kind of identity, you know. Yeah, and that's definitely like a big part of the journey is just, you know, experimenting and trying stuff out, like figuring out like what makes you feel good, what doesn't, like what works, what doesn't, that sort of thing. So uh, it's definitely anyone who's gender diverse uh, will find that very relatable, I think. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I am. Um, I like going out and like wearing because I think like I feel like everyone should be able to just go out, and, you know, as long as you're not like naked in the nude. Yeah, wherever yeah, you want, you know. 
Yeah. And just to circle back to something you said earlier, like one of like one of my like early revelations is realizing how little people notice or care about like what other people are like wearing or doing. So that's like definitely something it's like, you know, when I started, when I started experimenting and started, you know, wearing like, you know, low key women's clothes to the office. And I was just like, oh my God, like everyone's going to look at me. Everyone's going to look at me. And then like, nobody even notices. Yeah. No one noticed. It's like that big stress. It's like, oh my God, everyone looks staring at me. And you're like, no one's looking at me. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, everyone's just kind of like consumed in their own worlds. And they like the things that we hyper-focus on are not things that like most other people will even notice or care about. So that's uh, definitely like, so if you're listening to this and you're worried about like, oh, who's going to see me? Like, Honestly, no one cares. Just do whatever you want. No, really. I, I was talking to one of my friends about that. Like after that moment, she was like, "Wow!" So like, no one noticed. And I was like, "No." And she, I like, she saw. She was like, "What are you wearing?" And I like took a picture, and she was like, "Wow, that's a lot for grocery shopping." <laughs> she was like, "Stop! <laughs> I didn't plan this accordingly." And she goes, "What were you gonna do all day?" And I was like, "Driving around Houston. I don't know. <laughs> but we just run errands." But no, like after that day, I was like, wow, like really no one really like, no one really cares. Not many people really pay attention or like mm-hmm. really like acknowledge of like what's going on over there on aisle three. Yeah. Yeah. You have to try really hard to get people's attention. So it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and segue into our special topic today, which is cosplay and Ooh. drag. Uh, so what inspired yeah. you to be a cosplay drag queen? Um. <clears throat> It's actually a really fun story. So I love fun I stories. Oh, me too. Um, so I mentioned earlier that I discovered like the art of drag in like high school. Um and so the so basically what happened was I wanna say it was my junior year and I was in my room and I was studying and my room was like next to the living room and I had my door open. And I just hear my mom like laughing like hysterically. And so I was like, what is she doing over there? And so I'm, like, reading my articles, like, I have to read for a class. And, like, she just doesn't stop. Like, it's hysterical laughing. And I was like, what is going on? And so she starts again. And I was like, okay, I quit. I gotta, we gotta put down the book. What is going on in the living room? And so, like, I walk into the living room, and she's just, like, laughing uncontrollably. I look at the TV, and I'm like, it was uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, what is going on? And so I look at her, and I was like, mom what are you watching and she goes oh my god there's this drag queen RuPaul she has a show in the 90s loved it then it got canceled never heard from her again and now she has this show I was like who's RuPaul oh my god she was like, RuPaul the drag queen from the 90s and I was like I don't know who that is and she goes you don't know who RuPaul is and I was like no I'm like what's a drag queen and she goes oh we gotta sit down we gotta watch the show so she sat me down <laughs> I was not complaining because I did not want to do my homework that day. Sat me down, re- restarted the whole episode. And she was like, this is a really good one. It's really funny. You got to watch it. And I was like, okay. And so we watched it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is what I want to do. And so mm-hmm. that's where, like, I found, like, drag and everything. Um, and so I, like, started doing drag, like, my senior year, like, also, like, college year, like, between those two. Um and uh that's when the pandemic hit i started drag like a year before the pandemic hit and so the pandemic hit and i was just like doing drag like every week because i was just like 
you know, we were locked at home. I had recently just quit my job right before the pandemic because I didn't want to work there anymore. <laughs> and I was, um, you know, just cooped up in home. It's like, well, I guess I just twiddle my thumbs, watch TV and sleep all day, you know? I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, absolutely not. So I started doing drag like weekly and I'd be on Instagram live with like me and like my six friends, like just us. Like just <laughs> that was our Zoom. That was our Zoom, but like public Zoom. It was so bizarre. But like it just be me getting in like full drag. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go from TikTok. Bye. And so like <laughs> that's what I was doing for a week. And then I was like, well, what do I want to do with my drag? Like, you know, like I have like the face down and like I know like how to paint my face, but like what do I want to do? And I was like, well, mm. pandemic's not letting up anytime soon, so I'm just going to figure it out eventually. Uh, and so then the pandemic did let up, and my friends were like, hey, um, we're going to this anime convention. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, an anime convention? I've never been to one of those. Why not? And so I was like, I packed, like, I, would, I didn't want to be, like, not in costume. So I was like, well, all my friends are dressing up, so I'm going to dress up. And so <laughs> I, like, bought everything I could. I, like, dyed some fabrics and, like, styled some hair. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so my first ever, like, cosplay in full drag was, um, are you familiar with Hatsune Miku? I'm not. So, yeah, I don't oh, actually watch God. a ton of anime, so. <laughs> no, she's not an anime character. She's, like, um, Oh, okay. Okay. Do you know, do you know the gorillas? Yes. Band, the gorillas? Okay. Yes. I think, like, the gorillas, but one person um and she has very very blue hair that's basically okay. her okay. um that's like how i describe it to like anyone who like has no clue what she is that's basically what she is she's like a hologram she thinks he's like she's really fun but that was like my first time i'd ever done like cosplay drag and i was like oh this is really fun like i'm gonna figure this out and like do this more often and so then i went to a anime convention in san antonio with my dad um and i was there with my dad and my brother and we were looking at the schedule and I was like, ooh, there's a cosplay drag show. That's so cool. And they both look at me and they were like, are you not in that? <laughs> I was like, no, why would I be in it? And they go, oh, we thought you were in it. That's why we're here. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. But no, I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's other drag queens that exist. I'm not the only one, but I appreciate the thought. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to go see what this show is. And so um, it was like late at night, uh, like towards the end of the convention, uh, I show up and like everyone's in full cosplay doing like full like drag numbers. It was there was like um there was Beetlejuice, one was uh Raven from Teen Titans, one mm. queen, um, she was um oh my god, why am I blinking? Scarlet Witch from oh, yeah, the yeah. Marvel series. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like I wanna do this now. And so that's when I was like really discovered like oh wow like this is what I want to do like I want to be like full nerd on stage just doing dorky crap and awesome. like just like vibing and um like after since then I've been like dedicated to like doing cosplay but also like doing um like doing it in a fun drag performance way um mm -hmm. and so I've competed twice now and I've actually performed at the show that my dad and my brother thought I was in and so like it's been it's been a very fun journey. I've only been doing like cosplay and drag. I've only been doing cosplay for like a year. I've only been in drag for like two, three years. So it's been like a very recent thing that I'm like, oh wow, like this is fun. I wanna like keep on doing this. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I, I, I love that for you. It's, you know, when you find the thing that you love and it's like, yeah, let's dive it in. This, this is going to be my jam from now on. So me, I, me, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun performing. I am, um, I'm actually going to be competing at a Houston convention um, at the end of the month. Um, very excited. I, uh, my cousin was like, I want to compete with you. And I was like, okay, well, we're dancing on stage. She goes, I'm in front of people. And I was like, God, she goes, okay, we can. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm still doing it. I don't know. What are you doing? And she goes, no, 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 let's do it together. So we're competing with her. And then, um, this is only like my third ever, like, time, like, competing, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, it's so much fun. I actually placed at, um, a Dallas convention that's called WeebCon. I placed there recently. Um, super, uh, super fun performance. I, um, it was, uh, that thing was also live on Twitch. And I remember we were all like watching it backstage, like, oh my God, you guys are doing so great. Like, this is so cool. And I was like, wow, we're live on Twitch. Oh no, <laughs> that's uh-huh. stressful. But um, no, it was really fun. I was, um, I was very, I was very happy to place uh, Runner App in the show. And, um excited to try to place again in another comp- in another uh crossfit competition yeah no that's that's really exciting and uh um yeah that's um i mean i'm no stranger to competitions myself so i i i get the 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 thrill of being on top or you know fighting for that oh no, yeah whatever, so. i used to do robotics competitions like well into like high uh-huh. school and that was like that was a down i was like we gotta win we gotta build the best robot out of legos we're gonna win yes. um and then I did theater UIL in high school. I was like, our place got to win. We got to be the best one. Um, <laughs> but like, I like competing, but I also like, I have fun competing. Like, I find competition yeah. like fun. And I find it very like, you know, it's, it's eye-opening. You get to like see like what other people do and like how other people's like creative processes mm-hmm. work and everything. And I love it. I have a lot of cosplay friends that do um, competitions like exclusively. Like, that's what they like do cosplay for and um mm-hmm. i love like seeing what they're crafting seeing like their artistry and a lot of like cool stuff going on yeah no that's that's amazing uh, how would you say that uh cosplay and drag changed how you view yourself out of dragon cosplay um ooh. um well when i first well when i like really discovered like oh i could really do like cosplay drag um it really changed like my whole like cosplay or it really changed like my whole like drag like identity and like what I do as like a drag artist um and I think for better because I do I like to pull from like video game references like some anime references I'm more of a video game nerd Mm. um so I pull from more video games um but it's inspired me to like you know um really like get in touch with like the characters like the video games like I fell in love with and like that I um, grew up with and things like that. Um, <clears throat> and for like me out of cosplay, I don't know, it hasn't really like changed my view on myself per se. I've, um, cosplay has definitely gotten me to be more comfortable um, mm-hmm. going in public in full cosplay and full drag um, <laughs> because <laughs> conventions are public events, you know, so you right, are walking right. around with like, not the general public, but like, the public in general you know mm-hmm. at these events um and so i'm just like i you know i still like take safety measures and like make sure that like i'm still safe wherever i go but like i like i go to the <laughs> i go to the drive-thru like in full like drag when i'm like in my apartment 
and I'm like, I'm hungry, but I'm not taking this off. We're going to McDonald's. I don't care. Yeah, um, I, I guarantee the people at McDonald's don't care either. <laughs> no, it's it's really it's really funny because like me and my friends, um, they make fun of me because we had this moment where we were at a convention and before we left or after we left the hotel like in full like classmate and everything, mm-hmm. we pulled up to the McDonald's because we were going to eat breakfast and then get to the convention, and we pulled up to the McDonald's. And the guy looked at all of us and goes, um, your total is 14 something. And I was like, okay. And so I gave him um, one of our cards. And he goes, your order is actually not ready. Um, usually pull forward. And I was so nonchalant because I was like, I was just like in my head, I was like, yeah, like I look like this all the time. Like, what's the what's the deal? Yeah, what's the and deal? I pulled, and so my friends make fun of me because I was like, okay, work. And I pulled forward. And the guy just looked at me like, and my friends were like, that guy hates us. We can't go to this McDonald's anymore. And I was like, why? We're just here. They go, you're, you're too much. Like, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta show up in normal clothes one day. Um, but no, it's, um, let me tell you, any local McDonald's that's at a convention, um, they have unfortunately seen me in full cosplay and full drag. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm very, like, at first I was really like oh my god like I can't do this like I'm in public this is awkward and now I'm just like eh whatever if they care they care if they don't they don't I walked around a full target in costly one time <laughs> it was so it was so awkward it was for I was doing a cosplay show and I realized I forgot to pack hair gel for uh, my wig and someone else was like I lost my toothbrush and then another one was like I forgot something else we're like okay second here we come and so I was like full everything, like wig included. And I was just walking around Target in full cosplay. And <laughs> I remember one of the employees, she goes, you're so pretty. What's going on? And I was like, there's an anime convention. She goes, ah, oh, okay. I saw your yeah. friend. <laughs> We're all just like running around the Target and like anime character cosplays. Like the Target employees are just watching us on the cameras like, what's going on with these people? What are they doing? But um no, I would say like honestly like cosplay has gotten like more comfortable with like being in public and drag, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um but for my identity, I don't know, because like drag is a I feel like drag is a lot like more when it comes to like, you know, makeup, costumes, presenting, right. everything in general. Um and so like you most drag queens like have like the separation of like, well, this is who I am in drag. And this is who I am out of drag, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say, like, I'm, like, a different person in drag. I, like, I'm generally the same, like, awkward, goofy video game nerd. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, um, for, like, me out of drag, I'm more comfortable, like, walking around and, like, whatever I want. Because I'm like, man, I walk around this Target in full cosplay. I walk around this co- this Target as Katana. Why can I not walk around this, this, this Target in a skirt? what's the difference <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. um but no i would i would just say like that's really the only way like i've changed like my viewpoint of myself like in full cosplay and between like cosplay drag and like my personal life you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now for those of you who are uh listening from the future and uh, may, may not be able to see maya's outfit here could you maybe uh tell us a little bit about your your current oh house cosplay that you have going on so there was so getting ready for this podcast was not what I thought it was gonna be because so 
I I like to do research about like things like um before I do them. Like I always watch like past competitions for uh, cosplay contests and stuff like that. And so for this, I'm like, okay, well, let me watch a few of the podcast episodes, you know, so I can like get the vibe, see what I need to like, you know, prep for, what my lighting should be, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed like everyone had a green screen, and I was like, oh, I like actually need a green screen. Because in my head, I was like, I don't need a green screen. Like that's that's not necessary. And then I was watching the episode, and I was like, no, I need one. Like I need like a green screen. And so I, in my head, I was like, well, I need to change my costume because my original costume that I was gonna be, I didn't even finish the hair because I was like, I'm gonna wear this under the convention in August, and I'll finish it then. But my original cosplay was going to be um, Roxy from Five Nights at Freddy's uh, Security Breach. Mm. Um, and then I realized, well, if I'm on a green screen, she literally has, like, a green spike of hair right here. Oh. I'm like, I'm just going to have, like, a hole in my head of whatever oh, the background no. is going to be. <laughs> I was like, I can't wear that. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll just be Starfire, Problem Solved from uh, Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And so I like had the wig ready, I had the costume ready, and I was like, this is perfect. Um, and so I like tried on the costume because I wanted to just make sure like it still fit. <clears throat> and when I put it on, I was like, oh, there's a green gem just right here. I don't have a hole in my chest. Can't do that. And so then I was like, well, I definitely can't wear the cosplay that like is in the promo photos because that's entirely green. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be arms and a he- not even a head, just arms and like <laughs> eyes. Like, just I disembodied eyes <laughs> yeah just eyes arms and like hands and i was like i can't wear that and i was like great i guess i wear green a lot what's going on i didn't realize to wear that much green and so then i was gonna wear my costume that i was gonna wear for um this convention coming up but it's still in the mail so I was like i can't do that i gotta find something else and so um that's when i then landed on uh my hair academia deku uh his mom I was like, yeah, I can be her. Like, it's a sweater, it's an apron, it's a button down. I got it. And then I was like, wait, what color is her hair? Oh no, because her son's hair is green. And I was like, wait a minute, what is her hair color? Because in my head, I was like, it's black. I'm fine. No, it's green. I was like, crap, I can't wear that either. And I was like, why do I have so much green? <laughs> like, my I was looking at my feet and I was like, do I just wear green all the time? Like, what's going on? So I was like, why are my friends not telling me I wear a lot of green? And so then I was like, I can't be Isabel because there's green. So I was like, you know what? We're going to like, I like went through like my wardrobe and I was like trying to scrounge something up together. And I meant to dye the apron yellow, but I didn't want to dye it. I don't know why, but dye insists on transferring at the worst of times. And so <laughs> I didn't want to, I couldn't find like a dye that wouldn't transfer yellow to this. So I was like, okay, I'll just be cooking mama today then. <laughs> And so that's where I landed on this. I was like, you know, it's not a yellow apron, but that's okay. That's close enough. You and know. So, yeah. And so my friend was here and I was, she goes, who are you dressed as? And I was like, who do you think? She goes, are you like a Ratatouille character? I was like, great. I'm canceling <laughs> the podcast. A Ratatouille character? And he goes, no, like the lady. And I was like, Colette? And he, she goes, that one. And I was like, she has purple hair and no... She goes, who are you? And I was like, I'm cooking well. And she goes, oh, I see that. And I was like, no, you don't. Just just go. <laughs> and so that was, like, my journey of, like, getting ready for this and, like, freaking out internally. Like, I guess I just wear green a lot. I don't know why. But I just yeah. do. Yeah. And so 
was like this close. I was like, I, you make me want to switch to just my Wednesday cosplay because I just I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but I was like, no, I have the hair on. I have to commit to everything. So I'm cooking mama today. <laughs> well, I think it's fabulous. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm gonna go steal some kitchenware from my kitchen after this and do photos. <laughs> yeah, I mean you. Just, I mean you just go do some cooking and. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh my god, I need to get food after this because yes. I'm gonna be hungry. <laughs> But yeah, no, I um I try to have like all my costumes planned out. Um I was just like in my head, I was like, why did I think a green screen was optional? And why did I insist on wearing so much green for this event? Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you live and you learn. At yeah. least I didn't wear green. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that you don't notice until it's pointed out. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really, because, like, this is my first time I've ever been on, like, a green screen background, like, a Zoom interview thing. Because even for, like, when I did, like, Zoom lectures, I just, like, pinned up a curtain, like, a piece of mm-hmm. fabric. Like, I just, like, thumbtacked it to the wall. And I was like, woo, ready for class. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember my mom came home one time during Zoom, and it was, like, a like a star. It was, like, a white car. It was, like, a white linen with, like, stars on it. Mm-hmm. she goes, why do you have that hanging? And I was like, oh, that's my Zoom background. And she goes, mm-hmm. why don't you just do a digital one? And I was like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I was like, I don't know how to do it. So I'm just going to pin this up so that my room looks nice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like a real background looks better than the digital background because... Uh, I think so too, because yeah. I, I would see people on Zoom backgrounds and I was like, those are ugly. Like, those are very, like, it's, you know, it was COVID times, you had to work with what you had. But I was like, just... Just show your room. You know, it can't be that bad, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, my room is a complete disaster. It is that bad. <laughs> I know mine is too. This is like facing away from my room, like hanging like on my TV stand right now. I refuse to show my room right now. This next question is uh, probably a little bit more difficult than, than the other ones. But uh, whenever whenever you're at these uh, these anime events, these uh, these cosplay competitions, do you ever get any like uncomfortable stares or impolite questions? Um, no, well, yes and no. Um, usually at cosplay competitions, everyone's very, very respectful. And, um, the cosplay and, like, anime community in general is, like, very, very queer. Mm. Um, so a lot of people from, like, different backgrounds are, like, all in backstage. So, like, no one really judges or, like, for lack of better words, no one really cares in, like, a respectful sense, you know? Um... And so, like, backstage and, like, even on, like, stage, like, I've never really received any, at least not to my face, um, any, like, like mean-spirited or, like, rude comments. Um, but also because, like, you can get kicked out of a cosplay contest <laughs> if you say things like that. So that's also probably why. But um, at conventions, I wouldn't say I get, like, a, a weird stare, but... <sighs> There's this running joke with me and my friends because at every convention, I always have someone, like, they'll, like, approach me um, and I'll be like, oh my god, hi. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember the first convention I was at um, where I was in, like, full, like, full cosplay drag and everything. Like, I had, like, pads on, I had my breastplate on, I had, like, everything, everything on. And, like, you know, I was, like, full drag and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I think I even had a corset on. I was committed that day, man. Um, nice. <laughs> but that day that I was there, um, I was hanging out with my friends. And I was like, I have to pee. <laughs> and I was like, I really have to pee. 
and they were like, go to the restroom. I was like, which one do I go to? And they go, well, whichever one you want to, because who cares? And I was like, okay. And so in my head, I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to go to the boys' room. You know, I'm just going to go in there. And so I was like, because <laughs> I heard people in the women's restroom, and I just wanted to be alone. I was like, I don't want anybody to say anything. And so I walked into the men's restroom thinking no one was in there, and the janitor was in there mopping. And he looks up and he goes, uh, I was like, oh crap. And so I was like, is this, is this restroom open? And he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, great. I immediately made a beeline to one of the stalls. I went, uh, used the restroom, um, adjusted my corset. I washed my hands. And then as I was walking out, I didn't bump into this guy, but like we were cross paths. And he, um, he like turned around and watched me walk out. And he goes, what the he was like what the and then i was like oh running even faster now and i'm like what happened and i was like i'm going to the ladies room and one of y'all are coming with me next time <laughs> it was just it was so like it's just like very painfully like awkward and i was like ah not doing this anymore um and so i haven't i've never had like that happen again because i usually just go to the women's room and like i feel like i don't know i feel like women are always like a little more accepting of things no one's ever made comments to me in there, but I just like I just go in there, I pee, I get out. Um, but there was another convention where I was walking around as Katana from Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, same thing, full drag, full everything. And this dad walked up to me. I'm assuming he was dad. He had like kids with him, but I think he was dad. But this sure. dad walked up to me, and he goes, "Oh my god, Princess Katana, I love Mortal Kombat. Like, can I take a photo of you?" And so I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he goes, "Oh." Um, okay and then took like the like most like awkward like one photo and then like walk like power walk away with his kids oh I was like what was that and I was like eh, whatever who cares his problem not mine <laughs> yeah and then I had it happened uh this girl walked up to me she have you seen those like on the street tiktok interviews where like people hold a microphone and they're like, what do you think of this? And it's, like, painfully awkward for, like, everyone involved. Um, it was one of those at a naming convention. As the girl walked up, she goes, oh, my God, miss, can I, like, interview you? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And she goes, oh, wow, okay. Um, interview questions. Um, I was <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, I, we walked away, and I was like, well, that couldn't have been any more awkward on her end. Oh, my God. Um, but I've I've never really received anything like mean or like hateful, but I do occasionally get the like, what's going on over there? <laughs> right, right. And like on one hand, like I kind of sort of get it, like unless like me and my drag friends are like there, like doing a drag show, and mm-hmm. usually one of the only like drag queens walking around. Um, so to like most unassuming people, like I guess most people just assume like. I'm a regular lady just walking around a convention. Mm. Um, that's just, you know, casually six foot six. One of those walking around in like heels and everything. Oh my God. I did not realize how tall I was in cosplay for the first, like, until like I stood next to one of my friends in like one of my big shoes. So she's like 4'11. And I'm already like a whole foot taller than her. So just mm-hmm. add six inches. And I was like, wow, you're really low to the ground. And she goes, no, I'm not. You're high up. You're in six, seven inch boots. This is <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you from down like, there. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, I really am tall at these things. 
Uh, but no one ever, like, most people, like, their eyes are, like, a little, like, what's going on? Like, walk away and leave me alone. Or, um, I remember this one girl. <laughs> she walked into me. My friend, we had all separated. But she walked into me and she goes, can I take a picture of you? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. She goes, oh, my God, work. And I was like, yeah. She goes, you're, she goes, I love you so much. You better slay. And I was like, awesome. this is not the energy I wanted, but okay. Um, <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, God. I felt like that meme where it was um, straight girls walking up to, like, a gay person. I was mm. like, oh, God, that's just what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, and, like, even if it's not, like, overtly, like, offensive or whatever um yeah these these sorts of interactions like have their own kind of like microaggressions attached to them so like they do because it's like yeah. i'm like oh like um because i'm like oh my god well what if i just was like ordinary woman and i just sounded like this like that's kind of rude mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like that mm-hmm. is a little bit of a rude reaction you know but like i um i try to like not have i don't want to um what's the word not instigate i don't want to make things worse you know yeah you don't want to escalate the situation escalate i don't want to escalate anything so like if they have like a weird reaction i'm not gonna be like what got a problem you know because then it's like i'm I'm in dallas with friends i'm not trying to fight a stranger just drop it you know yeah at at the end of the day it's their problem like why why are you gonna start fights (laughs) with people right uh yeah So we're we're just gonna move right along here. Uh, do you have any favorite characters that you like to cosplay? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, I love cosplaying um Zermartica from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a really cool character design. Um, and I actually bought like a new suit and uh, revamping it, and it looks really nice. Um, character, what other characters do I cosplay? Um, oh, I love cosplaying Isabel. Um, from Animal oh. Crossing. I love her so much. She's so sweet. She just walks about. She's a ball of stress and I somehow relate to that. Oh, I um, but no, it's a really it's a really comfortable cosplay that like um I can kind of get away with either wearing like summertime or daytime or like wintertime. Because in Texas we have very like it's either like 20 degrees or 120. Like mm, it's one of yeah. the two. You gotta pick one. Yeah, that desert climate, right? <laughs> oh, oh my god. It it really is just horrible out over here. Um, and so she's one of those cosplays where it's like, okay, well, I can wear this year round. Mm-hmm. Um, I like cosplaying Pokemon characters in general. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I have like three or four Pokemon cosplays that I'm like working on for like the next. Oh, you're in good company here. Like we the, <sighs> we play a lot of Pokemon on 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 these channels on this channel. I, so. I've seen. I um uh, <laughs> I I've tuned in a few times. I'm usually like at work when y'all are streaming. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but um no, I love it and. I, I don't know. I grew up with Pokemon and like I like collected the cards. Then I realized I don't know how to play this. So I'm going to play the video games instead. A huge fan of the video games. Um, I religiously play Pokemon Go on my bus ride stork. Um, and one of my friends came with me to work and she was like, What are you doing? And I was like, I'm playing Pokemon. Just do your own thing. She was like, Well, how does that? And I was like, We can talk at the restaurant. I'm, on, I'm doing my thing. I'm going to catch this Pokemon. Um, but my favorite thing really is to just cosplay Pokemon characters. They're um they're really fun. Everyone relates. I and mean, most people tend to know who they are, like right off the bat, and they usually get mm-hmm. it. Um and some designers are just really, really like so cool that it's like, oh, they just look amazing. Like I'm working on a gospel cosplay right now for mm-hmm. um 
there's a Pokemon, there's literally a Pokemon themed anime convention in San Antonio. Oh, awesome. Uh, I know, I'm so excited. It's not until like September or November. Um, I think it's November actually. Uh, but I'm so excited to go to that one. And then I'm also working on a, do you know Gen 6, the Gen 6 Pokemon? So I'm, so I'm like an older generation. So like I'm in my forties. Oh. Pokemon came out like way too late for me to get into it. So oh. I know absolutely, it's kind of like a running joke here because like, I'm like the only one here that like doesn't know anything about Pokemon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, so, um, there's a, there's a Gen 6 Pokemon. Her name is Gorgeous. Um, she's like a fairy. It's, um. She's like a big like bouquet of flowers. It's so pretty. Okay. I want to. My plan is to do that like sometime next year because that's a lot of flowers I gotta get. Oh wow. Um, but no, my I just I don't know Pokemon. It just reminds me. I my grandparents when they would babysit me, they had like all the Pokemon VHS tapes. Oh. Um. <laughs> so that's like what I grew up watching was like old Pokemon movies and Pokemon VHS tapes on loop. Um, now I hate specific episodes and specific movies because I played them out as a kid. Like, right. there's the Pokemon, the third Pokemon movie, um, uh, it's called, I think it's called Spell of the Unknown. I can't watch it anymore. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> like, I know the script, unfortunately, and it's like, oh God, I can't do this. I can't be that person. No, no. Um, but my other favorite thing is also to cosplay, like, Mortal Kombat characters. I, I would love to cosplay mm. Melina. Um, the prosthetics are a nightmare, and I'm going to save that for oh, yeah, next year, because I already have a lot on my plate this year. Uh, but no, Mortal Kombat characters are fun. Um, my Jade one, I love Jade, like, as a character. Um, but that entire convention that, like, I wore, the photos that I sent you to, that was the Dallas convention last uh, summer. That convention I wore her at, um, everyone thought it was a, a Star Wars character. So, like, people were like, Oh my god, you're da, da, da. And I was like, where are they from? And she goes, um, from Star Wars. And I was like, I've never oh. watched Star Wars. I'm Jade from Mortal Kombat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. And like it doesn't help because like I was looking at her like character model. And I was like, does she look like she's walking around with a lightsaber? And then I looked at her prop and I was like, Yeah, I do look like I'm walking around with a lightsaber. And like I remember yeah. one of the I was like, I was like looking at one of the games. I was like, well, maybe I could just make a staff from another one. And then one of the like first ones that popped up, it was literally just a stick of literal light. Like there was no, like, no, it was just like a glowing stick. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to have the lightsaber or I'm going to have the laser part of the lightsaber. Those are my only two mm -hmm. options. <laughs> um, so that's like my only thing I like have with um, Jade. But I love Mortal Kombat. I actually bought um, some new props for my katana cosplay they're like led glowing fans um i'm actually mm -hmm. gonna take them to a convention coming soon because uh they um i need to take photos of them and they're really pretty yeah. um but no i really i just my favorite thing is i like i really like performing like in full cosplay so like anything where it's like i could really translate that to a really cool on-stage performance um i love doing mm-hmm you know, that's that's great. There's actually like there's a new Mortal Kombat coming out soon. I just got. I announced. know. I saw. Yeah. I I can't wait. Yeah. Um. No, but I. I mean, performance is what I like. Performing is really like my strong suit, even if it's like mm -hmm. goofy numbers. Like I remember, I had to like change plans last minute for a convention, 
Um, my friends will tell you my favorite cosplay to do is Among Us. Uh, do you remember oh, that awesome. thing Among Us? Oh, I have, I have like one of my friends three D printed me an Among Us like person for like to put on my keychain. Oh my god! No, I have the spacesuit and everything. Um, awesome! It was like one of the first costumes I did, and I had to change last minute plans for um the cosplay performance that I was doing, and I ended up doing an Among Us like drag cos uh drag mix, and my friends were like, "You really got on stage." And performed the Alien Superstar by Beyonce as Among Us. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm performing as an alien. They go, no, that's your thing. You're the Among Us one. I was like, no, 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 no. That is not my thing. <laughs> I was like, this was the last one that changed the plans. They're like, no, that mix was really fun. I did E.T. by Katy Perry. And then oh, awesome. Carly, Rae, Carly Rae Jumpson's song. And then Alien Superstar by Beyonce. But um, no, I just, I don't know. I really like. I just, I don't know. Anything that I can perform in is like, let's do it. Like, I'm ready to do it. Um, I'm actually working on a cookie mama mix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, um, it's, 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 a, it's supposed to be a, a goofy mix, like a corny one. It's not supposed to be like something serious. So I'm not taking it too seriously. But I'm like, wow, yeah. I really am trying to do um, um, a cookie mama mix. Uh, so our chat really wants to know if there's a video of your Among Us performance. <laughs> there actually is. It's on my Instagram. You have to like sort of the reels, uh, the the reels video section. But um, it's the still photo of me like I'm doing. I'm doing like I'm trying to <laughs> like I don't know. It's the photo of me doing this is like the video section. Um, I can like provide a link if you guys would want me to. Um, but yeah, no, there is video. It's on my Instagram. You can find it very easily. Um, awesome yeah, yeah go check no, out maya's instagram <laughs> oh my god yeah i actually have a lot of my drag videos that i've done like on my instagram i have like my contest performance i have my um among us mix i have like my old i did a digital drag show like a solo mm. show for instagram um during the pandemic um uh, i have all of those videos still on my instagram mm -hmm. um i have a few fun videos that um i'm very proud of <laughs> awesome so uh, uh, so we'll get into our, the, our remaining questions. Uh, do you have any uh, cool trans head cannons you can tell us about? So for those of you who don't, may not know what that means, so a trans head cannon, uh, our characters aren't kind of specified explicitly as trans in, in whatever media that they're from, but uh, in your own version of events, you like to imagine them as they're being trans anyway. So uh, take it away. Yes, I actually... Um... Um, I actually do have quite a few because um, I am very active in fan bases and everything going on. Mm. Um, so I guess um, for there's quite a few characters that like um, people like unanimously agree are like trans or at the very least like implied to be trans. Like one of like Nintendo's most like infamous characters is Birdo from the Mario mm. series. Like um, are you um? Are you familiar with like Mario games and stuff like that? Or I am familiar with Birdo. Okay. So, so yeah, because Birdo, uh, if, if you look at the instruction manual for Super Mario Brothers 2, it says it's like, oh, Birdo thinks he's a girl. <laughs> yeah. And then after that game onward, Birdo has exclusively been uh like she her pronouns. Mm -hmm. Um and then another one from Nintendo that a lot of people say is like um a lot of people like headcanon as like trans is um link from legend of zelda um mm. 
a lot of people like view him as like a trans storyline and have like this like idea that like he could essentially kind of just be a non-binary character so, mm-hmm. um all it's really described as in the legend of Zelda games is that he's the spirit of courage yeah he's the spirit of courage um and so everyone's like well courage doesn't have a gender so he could be mm-hmm. anything um and so <clears throat> for um Games that like I'm very well a part of and like very well in depth with. Um, um, I I found out as like an adult that like people used to view uh this character. Maybe do you know the 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 kid star from the two thousands? Do you know the show Danny Phantom? I know of it. I never watched it, but uh, so yes, I have the main character. The main character's name is Danny Phantom. Um, he is a boy that turns into a ghost. And mm-hmm. he fights like evil ghosts. Um, that's like a horrible description of it. It's a really good show. I actually really liked it growing up. Um, also had a crush on him. There's like a lot of like things that go on in this show that's like there's not a straight explanation for this. Um, mm-hmm. things where it's like um it's hinted that like there's like an episode where they do like um they like extract his DNA for like other ghosts and like the only one that works is like a female ghost and then mm-hmm. there's like the this running gag that like um he like always walks into the female restaurant accidentally mm. um and what's the other oh like in the entire like even in like beach episodes or like uh swim pool part pool party episodes he's like never depicted like shirtless and everyone's like hmm, there's some there's something there's something clear mm. going on here um and then another character that's actually kind of like that is um dipper from gravity falls um are you familiar with gravity falls or no i'm not so again like i'm okay. i'm old so like children's media like you have to go back to the 80s for me <laughs> oh okay okay well dipper so there's a there's a kid's show it's called gravity falls it takes place in somewhere in oregon i think it's somewhere in the u.s um but it's about these two twins that go to like their creepy their weird uncles like um like store of knickknacks or whatever and the character Dipper is like kind of headcanon to be have like a trans storyline. There's mm-hmm. an episode that deals with like his masculinity and how he feels like he's not really a man, he's just like whatever. And then there's like same thing as like the Danny Phantom character, like there's episodes where they're at the beach or they're at the pool parties, he's never depicted shirtless. Um and there's also like one thing where like the creator of the show, it's a Disney show, so he couldn't be like overtly like yeah these are queer characters but he's like gone on record to say like there are characters that we wanted to be queer but like we couldn't make them queer Mm. so we just threw like a lot of hints at it um and it's been like kind of implied that like he is one of the characters that was like supposed to be queer um what's actually really funny is his sister was also like supposed to be queer apparently she was supposed to be like um just a raging bisexual um and she she's like a whole episode where like she goes like she like discovers how to make love potions oh <laughs> and apparently in that Tell episode me more. Was, yeah apparently in that episode like she was all over the girl and like she was supposed to be like i'm bisexual but disney was like absolutely not um so that, like the entire episode she accidentally like makes every boy in the town fall in love with her um oh. which is also a very funny plot beat or but yeah, no, like, both of the characters are supposed to be, like, queer in, like, their own rights. And then, um, 
I just, I really like that show. Sorry. Um, one of my favorite. Don't apologize. Games, um, one of my favorite video games actually. Um, that I play um a lot of. Unfortunately, it's called Sally Face. Um, it's kind of like this weird. I wouldn't say it's a horror game, but it's like, it's very creepy. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. Basically, about this boy, he is, his name is Sal Fisher. Um, but he gets called Sally Face by like all his friends or whatever. And he wears like a mask with like a prosthetic, and he moves into like these apartments with his dad, and there's just like a lot of weird stuff that goes on, and like it's like um, it's this it takes place in like two timelines. It's like technically it's the main character Sal reflecting on the past and like mm. where everything went wrong, um, and his character is like headcanon to be very non-binary because, um in the like in the video game like in the universe he like wears dresses um doesn't really um not doesn't really have a clear definition of pronouns even the creator said like mm, you can use whatever pronouns um and like i've said before like it doesn't really bother me when people think like i'm a girl or um they are like they don't know if i'm a boy like it's like in universe like that was very like androgynous and very like Mm-hmm. um fluid with how they like express themselves and it's a very fun game i don't know about the ending but it's a really fun game mm-hmm. uh, and then like um um when i used to play um uh like dolls with my cousins growing up and one of their, our favorite like dolls that we used to play with each other was um monster high i still love monster mm-hmm. i actually classified them um and so recently they came out with like a new version of them and one of the characters was actually non-binary okay um, her name is like Frankie Stein, and um, her the old version is it non by There's like three different versions. I don't know how to explain it. It's like there's just like movies and TV shows for this thing, and like <laughs> it's it's so it's like they're pulling like a Marvel. Like there's like a whole like there's like parallel alternate universes. Yeah, just like retcons on retcons. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was watching this, and I was like, oh. So we're just pulling a Marvel and just having multiple universes. This is a lot. Yeah. Um, so, so like in the old universes, like they, it's like she, her, but then in like the new one and like the alternate universe, um, Frankie's pronouns are like they them. It's um, it's very weird. Just in like a like, this doll line really has like alternate universes. What's going on? <laughs> but um i love monster high growing up they actually had like a few characters that were like very very clear um one uh her name is claudine she was like uh had came to be like lesbian um there was a few like trans characters i don't remember their names off the mm-hmm. top of my head um there's a youtuber that did like a whole video on like um queer coded monster high characters okay um yeah and so it's like a it's a very fun i love monster right like my favorite one um she was a she was a doll from mexico um and she was based on like day of the dead and everything she's so pretty okay yeah i'm working on her cosplay and i'm so excited um but no and then i'm trying to think what other characters there was um oh what i literally had sex with my friends i was like y'all know any like trans characters and like video games I don't know, because I'm liking, and they go, oh my god, Dream Daddy, so one of the dads is uh trans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, you're right, I forgot about him. Uh, and so, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're aware, Damon from Dream Daddy is, like, canonically trans. 
Um, and I didn't so know I've never that. Actually, like, I've never actually played Dream Daddy, but I'm familiar with the oh, development really? of Dream Daddy because yeah. most people know like the game was produced and developed by some very well-known YouTubers. Yeah, uh, Game Grumps. Right. So I heard about Dream Daddy through, because like at the time I was a regular Game Grumps viewer. Uh, so I'm familiar with that. Um, but I recently started playing uh, kind of like a adjacent game to that boyfriend dungeon, which I I loved it so much. Interesting. I love I've boyfriend never... dungeons so much. That I didn't. I've never heard of that game. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh, it's great. Um, no, you gotta play Dream Daddy. It's hilarious. It's basically it's you're just like trying to like fall in love with Dilf. It's so it's such a just funny concept of like a dating sim. Yeah. Oh, one of these hot dads and it's just like wow these are some really hot dads <laughs> Betty. Oh, i know that's literally it's just like wow this is, um, yeah this is and like circling uh circling back to nintendo i learned this recently uh, apparently waluigi is a non-binary icon because uh his outfit is the non-binary flag colors i heard that someone <laughs> i heard about that that his outfit is the non-binary flag colors Nintendo doesn't have a ton of number um queer characters that like from what mm-hmm. I've seen. I mean, I know um uh one of the like more recent examples in this because it's I feel like it's mostly because it's modern Nintendo. Um uh, Isabel from Animal Crossing, she's like kind of sort of canonically bisexual. Um and mm-hmm. the game she debuted in, which is New Leaf, one of my favorite Animal Crossing games. Um, she so in New Leaf, your player is the mayor. Um, and she's your secretary, so like she helps you mm-hmm. out with everything. Um, in the game, she like canonically like flirts with the mayors, regardless of like the mayor's a boy or a girl or whatever. Um, and so like it's like very like headcanon that like Isabel's bisexual. Um, and that like Animal Crossing is like kind of like fluid in general. But I mm-hmm. I, just, I really like Animal Crossing. It's such a fun game. Yeah, it looks and like then, a nice vibe. It's a fun vibe. I mean, yeah. You, there are some moments where I'm like, wow, there's nothing to do. I'm going to play a different game. Um, but it's still, I still have fun with it. It's a, it's a very cute game. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm sure you're aware of Poison from Street Fighter. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, trans icon, Poison. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Poison is explicitly trans in, in, in yeah. this game. I, I mean, I love her, her hair is a nightmare, and I don't even know where I would begin to make that. Yeah, but like one of these days, I want to cosplay her so bad. Like yeah. I love her character model. Like when I would play Street Fighter when I was little, like I loved her character model. And I'm like, ooh, she has big ear. I want to be that. Yeah, um, and it's just I don't know. Street Fighter is such an interesting model. I, I mean, I, like, I, I, we could turn this into a Street Fighter podcast. I could talk about that like for hours. But I actually skipped Street Fighter Five. I've never played that one. And that's the only oh, game really? where she's like playable. Uh, but I've watched it a bunch. I was like, if I was to play this game, I know what character I want to play. <laughs> yeah, she's really cool. I know. Um, I don't know. Have you heard? I just heard this recently. Have you heard the headcanon of Manon from Street Fighter being um, a trans character? Um, I haven't, but I mean, that totally tracks. Yeah, I like um, I it, like it, it pops up on my t- like Twitter and like my TikTok like all the time of like people mm-hmm. like saying like Manon is like headcanon trans, and mm-hmm. um, I love it. If she is like, play even harder because she's a she's such a fun character. She's just a French supermodel that just yeah. does ballerina poses. Like, that's amazing. oh, she's great. 
I love her character oh. design. And like, and like, speaking of like, you know, queer characters in Street Fighter, uh, one of my favorites, Marisa, is explicitly oh, bisexual. Yeah. Uh, yes, so she uh, is. she's bisexual and polyamorous. So if you oh, go through her storyline, uh, if you go through like her storyline, uh, she she's like, oh, I have a couple suitors. Like, uh, I need you to fight them and tell me which one to go, which one to choose. And then you fight them both and then you, you make a recommendation. She's like, ask her it. I'll marry both of them. And then if you want to join in too, you can. <laughs> I did not. I never played Street Fighter for the plot. So I never, I didn't, I forget that there's like a story mode to these games. But no, oh my God. Well, that's even more amazing. I, oh my God. We are going to turn this into a Street Fighter podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> so before but, this turns into a 12 hour Street Fighter podcast, but maybe I should segue into our next topic. Yes. <laughs> so this one is, uh, this one is less fun, but, uh, you know, as, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, recent, so recently conservatives across the, the United States have been pushing laws that restrict or ban drag performances as part of a rising tide of anti-trans bigotry. Uh, how would you say this has affected you personally? And uh, has this ever made you want to quit drag? It's um, it's a lot, honestly. You know, with everything <laughs> going on, um, you know, we as, like, drag queens, we, um, we've all kind of sort of, like, started, like, looking out more and, like, realizing, like, hey, like, the tides are changing. Everything's, like, kind of sort of, like, you know, everything's, with everything going on. Um, I know at conventions, like, um, I haven't per se, I wouldn't say per se, like, quit saying I'm a drag queen, but I don't overtly put drag in, like, what I do at conventions mm. all the time. Um, just because, like, for, like, my own, like, peace of mind, I don't want someone showing up and starting something because, like, it's advertised that, like, a drag queen is hosting because, right. you know, I'm at an all-ages event, I'm at, you know, a convention, and, you know, I, I mean, me personally... A lot of people walk around in very revealing clothes sometimes at conventions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the difference between, like, if I do it versus, like, like me and my friend, we've both worn, like, the same cosplay before. And I'm like, it's so weird that, like, me wearing it is the problem when it's like, we're in the same outfit, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um. And so um, I do try to, you know, I wouldn't say, like, I've ever considered queen drag because, like, I love doing drag, you know, even if it's like banned across the nation, I'm still still gonna be here vibing, just you know, no bookings anymore. Um <laughs> but no, I mean I don't know. Tra- the drag legislation that's been going on like across like just even Texas alone, it's been it's been very intense. I know I have had friends that have like stopped drag altogether because like they know mm-hmm. like we're in a red state, more than likely all going to pass. And um, they're like, you know, I just want to quit while I'm ahead. I can't do this, you know. And it's a very valid concern. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. for most people, like this isn't like they're, I mean, even for me, this isn't what I do full time. Um, for a lot of people, like this is just like a creative outlet and a fun hobby. And so for a lot of people, it's like, well, this wasn't really like making me money to begin with. So might as well quit well you know, before things get dangerous. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know I haven't been ever personally affected, but I've had friends that have had like, you know, drag shows, um, like protested. Um, uh, I had one drag, one of my drag queen friends, um, they like, they, they, oh my God, what is this term? And you're not going to know cause it's an American thing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, um, uh, so in Canada, you know how you have to have like your liquor license and a business has to have like the like proper like what is it the permits the proper permits yeah. to sign yeah. um to distribute alcohol. So someone called the American version. I think it's called like Tab. Um, the American um pe- the people the American industry that like does the permits and everything on that bar and was like, hey, there's a drag queen performing naked in front of children. And one, she wasn't naked and two, it was she wasn't in front of children. It was like fully like an adult event. Like it was so awkward. She was like, I was in a gown and they had me they were interrogating me and I was like, damn, that sucks. Um, but they had like them show up and then they had the cops show up and it was like a lot and she was like mm. You know, like we really all have to like stand together in this community because things are not going the way they should be going. Um, and it is, I mean, it is intense being a drag queen in like this political era because some states are like, you know, very fine with everything going or like very, um, like no, not passing anything like to prohibit and like stop drag in like their states, you know, like California and New York mm-hmm. and other like more like liberal and more like open-minded states have been very like um have been now like trans safe havens in america because yeah a lot of like trans people are like like not evacuating but like what do i evacuating like leaving states that are like passing like i know florida there's a lot of like trans people and a lot of like minority groups in general that are just dipping out of florida because of everything going on over there mm-hmm. um between, you can like, hardly the drag- them no, yeah, I mean, between, yeah. like, the the crackdown on, like, immigration in Florida to, like, the trans legislation that's going on in Florida, it's, like, it doesn't surprise me, you know, it's, um, like, a lot of people have been, like, get ready to see those Florida license plates everywhere, y'all, <laughs> and I was, like, that's not true, and then I was, like, no, they're everywhere now, oh, my God, yeah, uh, but it's, like, you know, it's, like, if you're in a state that's not safe, it's like, you gotta go, you know, you gotta figure out because, you know, drag is not my livelihood and drag is not what I do, but, like, you know, if it comes down to where it's, like, non-binary people and, like, trans people are, like, now, like, facing prosecution in Texas, it's, like, well, where do I go now? You know, time to Google. Yeah. Time to see where everybody else is going, try to, you know, mix and mingle and figure out where I'm going. Um, And so it's just been, it's been really sad. Like, one of my, one of my, one of my best, one of my drag friends from um the convention scene She's been like um going through it and I was like, Girl, I haven't even performed anymore. And they're like, Oh, I can't do it. Like everything went on. I was like, Oh my god, no, but I love performing with you. She was like, mm-hmm. I know, but like ugh, I just I get nervous and I don't want like the one time that like I perform suddenly we're swatted or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, No, I get you. Like it's all like everyone that's like quitting or like leaving, it's it's out of very valid concern, you know. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm like no one wants to like leave their home state and no one wants to like you know leave where they call home but you have to go where you're safe and it's been intense yeah, you know because at the end of the day like it is to like it it is an attempt to like erase queer people from like you know certain parts of society and it, it is. is to try to keep That's exactly what it is you know try to keep like you know straight people in like the majority in certain areas and it's like mm. we're not like we're going into the states, but like we're not disappearing from like the face of the earth. Like we're still, you know, like we're all still here. We're still gonna like fight for like everything going on, and 
you know, wherever we have to go where we call home, we're going to call it home and we're going to make sure it's our home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I recently saw um, Lizzo. Oh, it was so heartwarming to see. She did a oh, show. I love, I love her too. Her album is so, I love her music. She's so, she's so happy yeah. and I appreciate that. Uh, she's very down to earth. But um, she did a show, I don't, I want to say it was Tennessee. Oh God, somewhere like, I think it was, there. yeah, because in I Tennessee was, they've been passing anti-drag uh, legislation, and yeah, I think she okay. came out in drag in, for one of her yes. shows. Yes. Okay, so you know what I was talking about? Yes. yes. She did yes. the where she brought out a bunch of drag queens, um, a lot of the mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race girls and um, local girls. Uh, she was like, "This place is a safe space. We got to fight for our rights. You know, we got to take mm-hmm. back like what is ours because we can't be scared of the world because some people don't want to see the world change." And um, it was very inspiring, very uplifting because, um, you know, in this time, like public figures really, you know, make or break like what's going on, like in the public mm-hmm. eye. Um, and so I just, I love her and it made me love her even more. Oh yes, we stand Lizzo here on this show. I, uh, I love her so much. Um, I know one of like, um, one of like, um, the, one of like the Austin queens that like I'm familiar with. I knew her before she went like, mega viral on like twitter and all the spaces um because she's performing Houston performance she's so sweet um but she showed up i'm sure you've probably seen the clip she's in like big pink hair mm-hmm. rhinestone fuchsia pink dress and she's like talking to congress about like why these bills shouldn't pass and it's um it's inspiring to see the community turn out and mm-hmm. make sure that like you know if you're uncomfortable that sucks to be you because we're not you know yeah. And it's like, we're not doing anything to make you uncomfortable. We're just simply existing. And, you know, that's your problem if you're uncomfortable with our existence because we're still here. We're going to, you know, walk through walk through life just the way we want to because that's how, you know, that's how everyone should live their life. They're just yeah, unapologetically exactly. themselves and just comfortable, you know? Yeah. And it just, I just want to like shake these people and be like, what is it about a drag performance that makes you uncomfortable? Maybe this is a time for your self-reflection. Like <laughs> I know, because like, I don't know. I know for me, like I always because I compete um in cosplay contests. I like I always keep like my stuff very like, you know, PG, you know, all ages appropriate. Um one because like I have to translate it to and like an actual like all for all ages like audience. Like I can't mm-hmm. submit something to me like you know, doing a burlesque tease, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> but also, it's like, it's a little nerve wracking because I'm like, like I don't want to be like risque and like cause like a stir up or something like at a convention. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, there was a drag queen. She took off her clothes, and it's like, oh my god, half of these people here aren't even wearing clothes. What's different? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I still, I still do like everything I do. I just um. I don't know. I just make sure that, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm like, it's me and my friends that are doing something. We're all cool. We're all safe. Um, I remember the most recent convention where I did the show, the Among Us Sex. They had con staff, like, on site in case, like, someone tried something. And, like, no one did anything. And it was amazing. It was such a fun show. We had a blast. Um, but, you know, we're just all trying to just, you know, be safe and make, look out for each other at the end of the day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so, Enough of this downer topics. I know. I'm going to go into the next one. Uh, where would you usually, where do you usually get your drag fashion inspiration from? Um, 
Well, that's tricky because most of what I wear in drag is just cosplay. Um, uh, well, like out of drag, well, not out of drag. Um, out of like cosplay, I mostly just wear like um, I don't know. I guess most of I wear like a lot of streetwear, like um, for like comfortable drag. I wear a lot of streetwear, or um, that's kind of it, like comfortable stuff where it's like loose and you know I don't have to be in a corset and I don't have to be in tights, but like still looking nice and still looking cute um but yeah that's really it if it's not streetwear or if it's not cosplay i'm probably not in drag (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i mean there's there's with with the overlap between drag and cosplay i mean i'm sure there's no shortage of inspiration with all the different oh my my god no i love it i love like pulling like i i like ah sometimes i like like pulling characters from like certain different areas and like interpreting them in like a drag kind of way it's very mm-hmm. fun um especially when the character is very like simple or very like mundane looks it's like ooh, let's like drag it up let's be fun nice um like my glamour chica's cosplay i have so much fun with because like um her costume is very like inspired by like 80s like uh like pop fashion like 80s like fashion and like pop like pop uh like madonna's like you know like a madonna vibe from like the 80s oh yeah and like cindy lopper and like the grand i mean i'm a child of the 80s i'm i'm well aware of the 80s vibe i lived through it (laughs) i was literally last night like i was stressing for like this and i was like you know what i'm gonna work on a cosplay i'm gonna paint fabric and i was literally painting like cheetah print neon green last night nice like wow this is um this is really green (laughs) this is a lot (laughs) But no, I mean, I just, I like cosplays where it's like, I can wear fun stuff. Like uh, Chainsaw mm. Lollipop is a cosplay that I've been dying to do, but I keep forgetting to do. Um, mm. And it's basically like 80s stuff. I guess I just like the 80s. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 80s are a vibe. <laughs> just like I wear green. I guess I just like the 80s. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> and then what would you say to uh, a baby queen who doesn't quite know what they want to do, either in drag or in cosplay? Um, I got simple, you know, don't do too, too much because, mm. um, trying to do a lot fast doesn't end up translating very well. Mm. Um, you know, but like, do something simple, but still do like things you want to do. You know, I always say like with cosplay, like just have fun, you know, cosplay characters, you want to cosplay and cosplay like people like from media, like you enjoy, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like if you're walking around with some no name from some random anime you saw on like a Twitter profile, like it's just like it's boring. It's like, well, I don't know anything about this person. I don't really know anything about the media or the source material. But I'm here mm-hmm. and it's like like do some, you know, like do what you like to do and you know, build up to it. You know, like right. so I recently only really started doing like a lot more with my costumes um because when i first started cosplaying i was just wearing like the same five cosplays to conventions because i was like uh i don't really know what to do and i still just need to like figure it out so you know you gotta start somewhere and it's not you know you can't compare yourself to like other people that have been like in cosplay or like in drag for more than just Mm -hmm. like two years you know because they more than likely are gonna look better than you but that's because their experience not because they are just overall just better than you you know right yeah of course yeah um, and that's and that's advice that really can apply to any field i mean you're, oh, you're just yeah. getting into something like you know take it take it easy take it slow like 
you know, find, find what you enjoy and what you're good at. And uh, you're not going to be, I mean, you're, you're not going to be uh, number one right away, right at the start. It, it's, it, it's so you, <laughs> you gotta look rough before you look good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna move on to our concluding questions, and we also have some Ooh. questions from the chat that we'll. Ooh, we'll I'm get excited well. for this. Now, is there anything that we missed about cosplay and drag that you'd like to make sure that we go over? Um, cosplay and drag. Um, no, I mean, I feel like I don't really think so. No. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, now, Sorry, can I was you like in my head. Sorry, I was like in my head. I was like no, trying no. to think. I'm like, hmm, did I forget something? Like, no, we're good. We're good. No, I mean we've, I mean we've, we've talked about a lot already. So, <laughs> uh, now, can you maybe share an experience that you've had with gender euphoria? Oh, uh, gender euphoria. Um, yeah, I remember. I was. Um, it was like one of my times where I was like out with my friends. We were. Um, it was one of my best friends. I think it was just a very like euphoric day in general. One of my best friends, she had just come back in from out of town and we just had like the best day ever. I was walking around in like a denim dress and goes with <laughs> and um one of like my nicer legs that I wear. And we were just all like we went to the, we went to like a comedy thing, we went to um we went to the bar, we got uh we got dinner, we hung out at her apartment, and it was just such like a positive experience because like we were all like very very like queer people and very like mm. um like i was in like go-go booth in a den skirt and a wig and my best friend um she was um uh, like sequined owl and like big like chunky boots and like my other friends she was like full goth everything and um it was just like a very like we were all like comfortable with who we were and like how we presented to everybody mm-hmm. and it's just it was a magical time i um that was like one of like my best like memories of like walking out and like you know not being conforming to whatever like society shows I said um just you know having fun and that was like probably like peak like ooh this is amazing we need to do this more often that's wonderful I love that is there anything that uh, you want to make sure folks know about your pers- perspective on gender and non-binary trans or gender diverse issues. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for me, like, um, I don't know, I guess, um, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. For me, I always feel like, um, I, I don't know. I believe in like going out. I don't know. Cause for me, like, I always feel weird. Cause I always see like a lot of people like post about like politics and posting like everything going on. And I don't mm-hmm. always post, but like, I guess I want people to know that, like, I do, like, because if you watch my stories and, like, everything going on, I probably don't post. And it's, like, I do care about everything going on, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm right there at the protest. I just probably don't post. Yeah. Like, I, I went to, like, a protest recently in Austin for, like, one of the drag bands, and my friend, she was, like, oh, my God, you forgot to post. And I was, like, that's too much work. Like, we're here protesting. I got to organize something to say. I had to make a sign. Mm-hmm. I, it's too much to also like try to photo op. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but I don't know. I think for me, like, I always believe that, like, um, you know, I, I, I care about everything going on and I always like, 
mm-hmm. you know, want people to know that like I'm there and you know, I am um, I'm hanging on and I'm hoping that like, you know, things turn around and that, you know, we don't become like basically back to where we first started in society and just uh everything just being so hateful and you know Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's perfectly valid. I mean, one way of fighting is by living your best life and just being out there yeah. and existing and being happy. So it's, I mean, like I, I'm for those of you who are just listening, I'm actually wearing a Star Wars shirt and a very controversial uh, film from that series. So I'm going to use a quote from it's like we don't we are not going to win by destroying what we hate. We're gonna we're gonna win by fighting for what we love. So yeah, I think that's like the perfect way to go about it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a we have a bunch of questions here from the chat. So mm-hmm. Jay Silverlake asks, "There's also the question of whether you focus your identity and what you do for work versus hobbies. What do you focus more so on?" Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of I don't know. I mean, my day to day work, I don't really. I'm at a bakery, man. I'm um, <laughs> I don't really do um, I don't really do a lot at my job. I just um. Kind of there for vibes um, and a paycheck. So I don't know. For my identity and my self expression is more so like outside of work and outside of like, you mm-hmm. know, my professional setting. Because, um, not because like gender queerness doesn't belong in the workplace, but because I'm just like, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I like to have like the separation of like, I, like my work life, like my personal life, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I've also like experienced like, gender discrimination in the workplace so mm. I also just like uh I don't I don't have time to deal with that at work so for me mostly like my like true self-expression is really like outside of work and like mm-hmm. in my hobbies or like everyday life and grocery store for some reason and just like in general <laughs> like outside of work is really like where I'm like I'm at like peak like self like I remember one time <laughs> Um, it was just me and my boss, and my boss was like a very, very queer lady. So I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, I was like, I gotta go change really quick. Like, I'm going out with friends. She goes, okay. So I, like, go to my car, grab like my duffel bag of stuff, and like I changed at work. And I walked out in like heels, skirt, and like wig on. And she goes, where did you have that? And I was like, it's in my bag. She goes, this is what you wear outside of work. And I was like, well, yeah. You think I wear our uniform shirts everywhere I go? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on now, do you wear this stuff out of work? And she was like, no. And I was like, exactly. I was like, we don't dress differently. She goes, I didn't I didn't, I didn't know you dressed interestingly outside of work. And I was like, interestingly, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, yeah. And I was like, interestingly. She goes, No, like you look cool. And I was like, I know. And she goes, Oh my god. And I was like, what? Like, I picked this outfit. I know I look cool. Why I put it on? Um, and so it was just like it was just a funny moment of just like when they like having moments of like my personal life like peek into like my work life mm-hmm. uh, so we have another question from Baxavis. where should someone looking to learn makeup refer to are there any websites or specific tutorial online that you'd recommend um yeah i like looking at um this is one drag queen on youtube she and i learned everything for selling her name is online Klein. i love her she's actually canadian um and she does like a bunch of sewing tutorials and she does like a bunch of like makeup tutorials and such. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're really, really helpful. She's really, really pretty. Oh, can't stand her. <laughs> um 
the, I definitely recommend her, um, another queen um, on YouTube. She's from Drag Race, actually, uh, James Mansfield. She does a lot of like sewing tutorials and a lot of cool stuff with um, hair. Um, she's a fun one to watch. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, with drag makeup, it's kind of hard because you can't really like, even though like you can have like similar looking like faces to everybody else, you kind of do have to like figure out what kind of works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can start with like, oh, I'm gonna like copy this eye tutorial from someone else. Um, but like at the end of it, you're gonna usually end up like doing your own thing when it comes to makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just gonna look bad for the first few months. That's just gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, um, I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, there's a reason none of my photos are pre 2019. Um, but no, I mean, just really learning how to sew is from like a drag queen perspective love those two they do amazing sewing tutorials mm-hmm. awesome uh so our last question is from producer Mirami. uh Ooh. is there any character you're planning on cosplaying that you're most excited about or any character that you'd love to do but haven't yet oh my god where is this? how much time do we have i have a lot of characters that i'm working on right now um, the ones that I'm most excited for though is um, I'm gonna be Elisa from Pokemon Black and White too. Oh. She's um she's I don't know why I had a thing for French supermodels. She's a French supermodel in Pokemon in the Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so pretty. She has like this huge like giant puffer jacket. She has like jet black hair and is like just in a bathing suit. And she's so pretty and she's everything I want to be. Um, uh, and I can't wait to cosplay her. Um. I'm really looking forward to my Manon cosplay from Street Fighter because mm. I'm just anticipating that to look amazing. And then what's another cosplay I'm working on? Like, oh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm really excited for this one because it's for a performance. Um, you should know, do you know, you know the Powerpuff Girls? Uh, I, I'm not like super intimately familiar with them, but yes, I do know the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> okay. Do you know the secretary, the secretary lady? With like the red, oh, I don't uh, remember. it's been years. Oh since my god, no! So there's um uh, there's this running gag on the show. She's um uh, her name is Bellum. She's like a sexy secretary. She's like real curvy, really tall, mm-hmm. really pretty. But they never show her face. They just show like, oh, okay from the neck down. Um, I'm working on her for a cosplay. Um, and I'm really excited awesome. for her because I'm gonna have like just huge drag hair. Um, and I'm just very pumped for that. Awesome. Yeah, with the uh, Manon cosplay, like when I saw Manon for the first time, because like she has like uh, she has like these painted nails and they're painted as yes. the flag of France. That's like, oh, I want to do that, except with trans flag colors. <laughs> yeah, I I just I love her so so much. Like when oh I saw my her God. announcement, I was like, yes, the supermodel that's a fighter, please give her to me. I yes. really like all the new characters, but um, oh God, what's her name? Jasmine, the girl. Um, the um the black girl that does the the spray painting in Street Fighter Six. What's her oh, name? Uh, Kimberly. Kimberly, that's yes. her name. I don't know where the hell I got Jasmine from. I, I was like, oh, are we talking about a different game now? It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, Kimberly. No. I love her character. Design. Oh yeah, she's so, dope. Like, I yeah, she's really. They really made amazing character designs for Street Fighter mm-hmm. I love the but, character um, design. No, I mean I'm also excited for my Roxy cosplay because that mm-hmm. wig is gonna look really really cool, but um. Can't wear it because there's green. <laughs> um, awesome. But no, I I mean I'm very excited. Just I like cosplaying new characters in general, and it's always like very very 
fun to like do something new and try something different. And then what was the other part of the question? I know it said. Um, uh, is there any character that you'd love to do, but you haven't yet? Oh, yes. I want to cosplay Sailor, uh, Sailor Pluto so bad. Oh, yeah. Um, love her so, so much. And she's six foot, so I'm the perfect height. Um, nice. Another character I also am looking forward to. Oh, I said earlier, there's a character from Lollipop Chainsaw. It's a zombie video game from like the 2000s. It's really, really funny. Um, I'm, I'm working on that for next year. Um, uh, the Monster High doll that I'm working on, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to do that soon. I haven't done it yet, but I'm ready. Um, and then that Pokemon I think you, I mentioned earlier, um, Gorgeous. I don't know when I'm going to do that one. But I am mm. ready to do it. I'm excited to look so pretty. Awesome. All right. So that about wraps up your interview. So uh, Maya Ooh. Brave is a cosplaying sleep deprived competitive drag queen. You can follow them uh, via their link tree in the, if you're watching this in the future, it's going to be in the down below section. If you're watching this live on Twitch, there is a, uh, there's a link tree right there in the chat. Uh, and uh, you can also follow them on their socials at the Maya Brave across all social media. And uh, here's this week's Clouder query that you, our audience, can answer on all social media platforms. Take it away. So the question is, is, do you have a favorite video game or anime that can be interpreted in a queer slash trans way? Awesome. So we're, we're going to sign off on the stream here. So uh, next week, there's no gender full. Uh, it's our break. But again, I, I mentioned this at the start. This Friday, we will be at Seattle Trans Pride. So if you are in the Seattle area and you're at Trans Pride, feel free to drop by. I've been your host, Miranda, also known as NASA Tech. You can catch me at NASA Tech, both here on Twitch, as well as on YouTube and on Twitter. Genderful would like to thank our guests for being on this podcast. If you'd like to catch us live, join us on Mondays at twitch.tv forward slash gendermaster. Show notes will appear in the edited version of the show on Fridays on both YouTube and podcasting platforms. If you have a question you would like the host to answer or are gender diverse and would like to request an interview, please send an email to genderfulpodcast at gmail.com or sign up via the website at genderfulpodcast.com. As a gender-diverse community, The Clatter wants to assure our listeners that we are prepared to moderate our spaces. We will get positive and negative feedback on these shows and topics, and we have a moderation team on our channels, socials, and Discord server ready to deal with this. Please join our Discord server at discord.gg forward slash meowster to meet the community and get a regular digest of solidarity resources. You can also support us with subscriptions on Patreon, following and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform are engaging with our posts and content on social media at genderfulpod and at gendermeowster. You can take a few moments to also rate the show. We will post any five-star reviews on our socials, so get creative. Mention a special interest of your own, a project you're working on, or even say hi to your comfort person in your review. What pawa. This show is made possible by volunteers, tips, and subscriptions. Shout out to the folks helping us coordinate guests, edit the podcast, moderate the live chat, and post on our socials. Artist credit for Jennifer. Jennifer's theme song is called Hope by Free Range Megs, a.k.a. Soma. The Gender Master logo was designed by That's Barnaby and edited with consent by Trans Griffin. 
Jenniful's pre-show is wrangled by Juice Tex. Jenniful is edited and mixed by Trans Griffin and Alexis Vandom. Jenniful's social media is managed by Queer to Help. Jenniful is hosted by Atlas O. Phoenix and Gender Master. Jenniful is the intellectual property of Gender Master. All rights reserved. Trans, Trans rights, rights are human, human rights. rights. That's, That's right. right.